Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem. I'm Heidi White, filling in for David Kern, and today is Wednesday, August 26th. Today's poem is by an American poet named Louise Bogan, uh, who was indeed born in August, which is in keeping of our poetry selections this month on The Daily Poem, which have mainly been poets born during this month. Apparently, this is a big month to be born if you are a poet. So for you aspiring poets out there, if you were born in August, you're already ahead of the game. Keep writing. Uh, Louise Bogan was born in 1897. She died in 1970. Known for her commitment to formal elements and traditional forms in her poetry. Uh, of course, the modern period in the 20th century was known for poets breaking with traditional forms. And uh, this free verse and spoken, spoken word poetry was very popular during this time. But Louise Bogan wanted to write formal poetry, and she did. Uh, she was also uh, a critic. She published several, several volumes of her own poetry, and she was also a poetry critic. She wrote for The New Yorker for 38 years, so a long and illustrious career for her in that way. And today's poem is called The Alchemist, and this is how it goes. I burned my life that I might find a passion wholly of the mind, thought divorced from eye and bone ecstasy come to breath alone. I broke my life to seek relief from the flawed light of love and grief. With mounting beat the utter fire, charred existence and desire. It died low, ceased its sudden thresh. I had found unmysterious flesh, not the mind's avid substance, still passionate beyond the will. I chose this poem because it really highlights Louise Bogan's commitment to traditional forms. Uh, you can hear right away uh, the regular meter and rhyme. The poem is written throughout in couplets uh, in iambic form. And iams are two syllables with accent on the second syllable. And you can hear it, these iams throughout this first line. I burned my life that I might find. And then the second line rhymes with that, a passion wholly of the mind. Uh, the poem is short. It's two stanzas, uh, each with six lines, and all of them written in couplets. Now, couplets have fallen out of favor uh, in modern poetics, actually several hundred years ago. There's something about it that feels almost like it's not very serious uh, to write in couplets, um, kind of nursery rhyme or sing song. So no matter how profound or serious the contemplation in this poem is a great example of that, it feels kind of lighthearted, maybe even comic. Uh, but this wasn't always the case. Uh, in the 18th century, Poets wrote almost exclusively in couplets, particularly heroic couplets, which are couplets written in iambic pentameter. And that's 10 lines of iams, excuse me, 10 syllables of iams per line, and then two lines in a row that rhyme. Uh, and Alexander Pope was known for writing in heroic couplets. He wrote pretty much only in heroic couplets in his poetry, and he was taken very seriously in his time. Uh, and I bring up Pope for a very specific reason, uh, because the time period in which heroic couplets were popular, particularly with 
Alexander Pope, there was an idea that poetry was an extension of the life of the mind. It wasn't yet accepted in poetry uh, that poets would write about their feelings and their emotions, would write about their inner lives. No, poetry was, as Pope said, to delight and to instruct. Uh, It was a didactic endeavor to experience and to explore the life of the mind. And I bring that connection up because that is what the poet or the narrator and the alchemist is attempting to do, uh, is to separate the her emotions from her mind and attain somehow to pure mind, to the purity of the life of the mind. Um, she says, I burned my life that I might find a passion holy of the mind. And so there's a connection there between the form that she chose, couplets, and the uh, inner life of the poem, what the poem is exploring. Uh, and, and she's connecting this form with the history of poetry, which I I find very compelling. Uh, To go into this particular poem, she talks about um, separating the flesh from the mind. And the image she uses is the image of fire. The process of that is she's going to burn the flesh to attain to pure mind. Uh, And the title of the poem is The Alchemist. And alchemy was the medieval study of uh, turning lead into gold. Um, Alchemists believed that uh, they they would melt these chunks of lead and attempt to separate the lead into parts or find some kind of perfect temperature at which the lead would transmute into gold. Um, So that is the, uh, the, the reference to alchemy within this poem. Along with the idea of melting comes, of course, an image of self-destruction, a theme of that within the poem, uh, that to melt lead, if we're talking about melting the flesh, of course, that's an inherently destructive and self-destructive endeavor. Uh, It's self-immolation, the burning of the self to attain to uh, a different life, um, a better life, so to speak. Uh, But the poem is not very hopeful about that. Um, It arrives at the conclusion that with the destruction of the flesh, instead of the life of the mind, the life of pure spirit, of pure contemplation, uh, of a separation from the um, sad parts of being human, the flawed light of love and grief, as she calls it in the poem, instead of that, she finds that the more she tries to kill the flesh, the more the flesh becomes apparent. She said, it died low, ceased its sudden thresh. I had found unmysterious flesh, not the mind's avid substance, still passionate beyond the will. So the poem is exploring uh, a universally human experience of the more that we try to be good, the more that we try to escape from the life of the flesh, the more that we find ourselves obsessed with it, the more that we find that we cannot escape from our flesh. That's what the narrator of this poem finds. Uh, And she leaves the poem at that point. That's the end. Uh, There's no resolution to this conflict. She's posing a question, she's sharing an experience, and then it is up to the reader then 
to contemplate this mystery along with her uh, and maybe to find our own mystery of our own lives embedded within the contemplation of this poem. Um, in spite of its sing-song, almost nursery rhyme uh, quality of its rhythm, in spite of its short stature being only 12 lines long, and in spite of the old-fashioned rhyme scheme that's rarely used anymore, this poem does not fit within what we would expect from a nursery rhyme type rhythm and rhyme. Uh, the poem goes to a, a, a deep level, a deep contemplation of human existence and sadness uh, and wrestles with it um, using an old-fashioned image and an old-fashioned form. So here it is again, The Alchemist by Louise Bogan. I burned my life that I might find a passion wholly of the mind, thought divorced from eye and bone, ecstasy come to breath alone. I broke my life to seek relief from the flawed light of love and grief. With mounting beat, the utter fire charred existence and desire. It died low, ceased its sudden thresh. I had found unmysterious flesh. Not the mind's avid substance, still passionate beyond the will. This has been The Daily Poem. We'll be back tomorrow with another poem.